0: This
1: was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, the world is full of these kind of things. Black masses, mutilations, mutilations. The incubus, the succubus. I'm telling you, we gotta go down to the religious supply store. We gotta get ourselves a couple of gallons of holy water. My cousin Jerry's a priest. He can get us a deal. Do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? Hey, once they get in here... It's over, pal.
0: Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. What is going on? Hello everyone. Today we are joined by Catalyst Jones from the White Rabbit Podcast. And we are going to discuss cannibalism, clones, and issues plaguing our society. This was a really fun episode. I love meeting with like-minded people and making new friends because that is what this is all about. Of course, the YouTube video is available for this episode if you want to go ahead and check that out. And also stop by the White Rabbit Podcast. The link is in the show notes and uh, show some love to Catalyst Jones and the White Rabbit Podcast. But before we jump into the episode, I did find some additional research on cannibalism that I forgot to mention in this episode, so this is going to be a little taste test for what's to come in the episode. Of course, cannibalism is something that we are all familiar with, but where the fuck did this idea come from? We know that a lot of ancient cultures were practicing cannibalism, and for an example, after making human sacrifices to the gods, the Aztecs reportedly ate the corpses very nice. Even Neanderthals are believed to have practiced cannibalism. And of course, it was also practiced in Babylon with the Assyrians, Canaanites, Persians, and in ancient Egypt and ancient Roman Egypt. So there is this documentary I watched, and there is an ancient Egyptian tomb dug into the side of a hill belonging to a man called Ankhtifi, who was this very important governor type of figure, but it bears descriptions of a very vivid picture of what was going on at the time. So the inscriptions go into sinister detail about how all of Upper Egypt was fucked off and participating in cannibalism to the degree of eating their children. Uh Uh-huh. And then we also have the modern day type of cannibalism, which is mental illness and cannibalism for sexual pleasure in the case of Jeffrey Dahmer. But he wasn't the only one, y'all. There's this guy, probably not going to say his name right, but who cares? He's a piece of shit. Isi Sagawa and Albert Fish. Albert Fish was an American serial killer, rapist, child molester, and cannibal who committed at least three child murders from July 1924 to June 1928. He was also known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and lastly, the Boogeyman. And Albert Fish once boasted that he, quote, had children in every state, end quote. And at one time stated his number of victims was about a hundred. Now get this piece of shit, Isai Sagawa. He was also known as Pong or the Kobe cannibal and was a Japanese murderer, cannibal, and necrophiliac known for the killing of Rene Hartenvelt in Paris in 1981. And just for the record, these shitheads said that human flesh allegedly is similar in taste to veal or pork. in hell, you guys, so sick. And let's not forget, the batak of Sumatra reportedly sold human flesh in markets. And in China, human-based dishes were once considered a luxury. During the Yuan dynasty, it was noted that, quote, children's meat was the best food of all in taste, end quote. The country also reported cases of cutting off various body parts of children, usually a section of the thigh or upper arm. So we're not dealing with survival cannibalism here. We are talking about worship of the gods. Now I go into a lot more detail in the episode on what's going on with the cannibalism, but it is very disturbing And Catalyst Jones, of course, brings the fire as we discuss all types of conspiracy topics. So go check out the YouTube video, check out the White Rabbit podcast, leave a five-star review if you love what we do, and let's jump right into the episode. Hello everyone! Thank you for listening to another episode of Cosmic Peach Podcast. I have a very special guest tonight. It is Catalyst Jones from the White Rabbit Podcast. I went on the White Rabbit Podcast and we talked about Flat Earth and all kinds of really fun stuff. And we're going to keep it even more fun tonight. How are you?
1: I'm excited julia i'm I'm a fan of your show, and that's I was just thinking outside and um I was talking to Janet deplorable Janet and earlier today, and I was just thinking how cool is our community because I'm a fan of everybody's show and at the oh, same yeah. time like I get to talk to everybody, so it's yeah. like such a cool community, and now I'm on Cosmic Peach, so I couldn't be happier.
0: I'm so happy that you are with uh with us tonight and I started listening to your podcast and Sometimes I would feel like even a little bit intimidated because I was like, oh, he doesn't hold back at all. I wish I had the balls to do that sometimes because I find myself sometimes thinking that if I go too crazy that I'll lose people and they'll think that I have like a mental disorder but it's all true and it's it's like trying to get people to wake up to that slowly like yes it seems like what I'm talking about is absolutely insane but it's true it's like the realest shit.
1: Yeah, well, I have two things to add to that. Number one, yes, I am fucking crazy, <laughs> and number two is there's a line from my favorite rapper Chris, Chris Webby, and he says, "Those that mind don't matter, and those that matter don't mind." So just be who I know you, you did are. not
0: just say that because I was listening to Chris Webby mixtapes when I was in ninth grade, and I've been a diehard fan for years.
1: I am gung ho on getting him on the podcast this year.
0: Do you know? Oh, my God. I cannot. I have never met another Chris Webby fan in my life
1: right here. I am like he's my favorite rapper. If I still made music, I would be trying to make music with him. To me, he is what Eminem should have become. If Eminem didn't get hit by a fucking car and become a clone and still kept the (laughs) momentum that he had, then it would be Chris Webby.
0: Yes, because even his freestyles, I go back on YouTube And I just listen to him over and over again. And I just admire that so much to just be able to. He'll just start off and it sounds like he's written it and has been practicing it for fucking weeks.
1: He is the best underrated rapper.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to get more people on board. What was one of my favorites? I like Dexter's Lab and I like um, the Axe Murderer. That was one of the like really early ones that I just love so much. And he did another one that I just listened to on repeat. Um, The one where I think he's freestyling, but it's like 36 bars or something like that. I just listened to it on YouTube like three days ago.
1: Oh, it might be called 36 bars. Where he just goes straight, he does that a lot though each album he has one where he just goes all the way through without a hook.
0: oh, I love that. I love that. let me see.
1: I just played one last night. I had on um, Brandon Thomas from Expanding Reality, and I ended the show with a Chris Webby video, and I was uh- like. You- I was like, you could leave if you want to, bro, but I'm going to play this video. And he sat through the whole thing. And then after we were recording, he was like, that was fucking awesome. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because with the way Brandon thinks and the way Chris Webby thinks, I was like, I don't know if this is going to mesh well.
0: <laughs> oh, and I I freaking, I've always loved Chris Webby. He just, um, not just, but he put out the one that had like friend like me and all of those on it. And the one I was talking about is called 50 bars. One of my absolute favorite ones of all time. And then there's another one. And by the way, listeners, this is good for you. You need to expand your music selection and check out Chris Webby.
1: (laughs) I suggest starting with Raw Thoughts.
0: Yes, I do, too. I do, too. And let's see. What else have I been listening to from Chris Webby? I said Dexter's Lab, right? Yes. Okay, mm.
1: but he's been coming hard, he is awake and he doesn't hesitate what he has to say.
0: And wow, no, and I not, love not, that.
1: And that's not his gimmick, you know. Like, uh, you have people out there, like, um, uh, why, why can't I think of his name? The blonde guy with dreads and, and money signs tattooed on his eye. Something are you
0: Donald. talking about, Com- like, Tom McDonald. Okay. Yeah. The one who did the uh brainwashed.
1: Yeah. And he even did a, a celebrity clone song, which I was, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, this guy's out here talking. And then he comes, he goes back on his word. He was like, yo, that was just for the song. I don't really think that Eminem is dead and a clone. And I was like, well, fuck you. Then you sell out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I was really disappointed because I love listening to new music and I love hip hop. I love all of that. So I was like, you know damn so he's a he's a poser sycophantic lame yeah and he's if, just like t- totally faking it
1: yeah and his his uh girlfriend fiance or wife or whoever is his handler and uh, there's some shady things going on around her so
0: yeah she, fuck fuck them
1: he just saw a lane where he could shine in the light and he ain't really about what he says he's about motherfucker has to, uh money signs tattooed on his eyelids that's a right. dead way right there
0: yeah i mean i would associate that with like post malone or any of them i mean we always talk about look at the symbolism look at the symbolism and he has legit dollar bills on his eyes
1: <laughs> oh yeah and and another thing i love about chris webby is he makes fun of those people that have the tattoos all over their face
0: yes and he did um i need a dollar you remember that yeah. <laughs> I used to bump that in my car cause I had a shitty rusted out about to fall apart Pontiac grand dam. And I would just ride in that motherfucker <laughs> just bumping Chris Webby. And I thought I was so cool, but
1: yeah, <laughs> that was the shit, man. I, I always had pieces of shit cars, Like throughout my lifetime too. I don't really give a shit. But I remember being in a Taco Bell drive-thru in a piece of shit Honda bumping the Chris Webby Taco Bell drive-thru freestyle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just love that so much. See, look, we have so much in common. I knew that's why I loved your show so much. I was like, he seems like he's a very genuine person. Because I do listen to podcasts sometimes and I wonder if they're as interested in the topic as they claim to be because some of these bigger shows I I just I find them suspicious sometimes like why am I shadow banned and you're not or why do you have certain guests on that nobody else can get on and you have millions of followers and I struggle to get 500 you know it's just why are some people like propped up and other people are not?
1: Well, they're definitely propped up. I mean, e- even right now, because I had recently moved, so I've been searching like crazy for a new a new job. And I'm seeing um, a lot of become a content creator as some of the things on Indeed. So I feel like some of these people probably sign up and then they're like, hey, play this role. And then they prop their asses up like,
0: oh, my hey, God.
1: I'm not convinced anything about Andrew Tate. That is a psyop up right from the gate, from the things he was saying when he first, when he was first starting getting recognition to him, getting arrested, the whole thing is a look over here, psyop. up. I'm not fucking buying it.
0: Oh my God. He was God. propped up.
1: He was propped up. They were all propped up.
0: Wow. And I feel the same. I, and you know, someone like you and I who are doing kind of like the grassroots thing and just trying to grow our shows organically, I don't think it that we get enough credit. And before, you know, we get into the topic that we're going to discuss tonight, and I want to get your thoughts on a few things. It's just I have people randomly reach out to me and tell me what a trash can piece of shit motherfucker I am because they don't like one of my episodes. And I don't think people realize how much effort goes into it. And, um, you know, you met with someone at 5 a.m. in the morning. I met with that same person at like midnight. So our schedules are just all crazy and it takes time away from our family and it's tiring and very time consuming, but it's, it's like a labor of love. And for somebody to say, Oh, I don't like that episode because of your research is not in this. And, and I would love for them to start their own podcast. And then do the research and then make an episode and then publish it and then send it to me and then they can talk shit. But it's like <laughs> until you've done it yourself, I don't think people really realize what all goes into it.
1: Right. And I love I love it too because I don't only do the podcast, I do a lot of video editing and I'm a meme master. And so, <laughs>
0: <Right>. You are.
1: <laughs> and so, you know, I'll I'll edit these videos and I'll put shit out. And it's funny because people will be like oh, that came from this and this, like the most recent one was somebody was like, oh, that was from um, died suddenly. And I was like, yeah, I used about 25% of their clips and I moved them around. And I also got clips from here and here and here. I'm sorry. I wasn't able to be on site when these people were dropping dead and being able to film it myself. I did the best I could.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Because even with the, uh, the meme or whatever my, I like to do stories on Instagram and I pulled uh, scenes from, from the movie From Hell with Johnny Depp for my Jack the Ripper episode. And someone was like, oh, that was a really good job you did. And I was like, do you really think that I- You think I have black magic cameras and I'm just out here filming people in Victorian dress like, no, I got that from a movie. And it's like you said, I flipped the clips around and I edited it and smashed it all together. And then I threw my title on it. Still took a couple of minutes to do that. But yeah, we're doing the best we can. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm right. sure you're not getting paid for this. So,
1: and, and all a documentary really is, is compiled, um, video footage from other mm-hmm. people. And like you'll see documentaries, like there's hundreds of flat earth documentaries, right? And people are like, what's the best one? Well, I'm going to put, I'm going to send you to the person that like threw them in the best order. I think everybody's <laughs> using the same fucking clips, you know, nobody's out there filming this shit for themselves because it, I mean, we will film shit for ourselves when it's possible, but you know, a lot of these things and people will be like, Oh, well, you know, use this from that. Well, fuck. Yeah, I did. But look at, like I spent, hours into this and it came out amazing so go fuck yourself
0: (laughs) yes yes i spend hours too you know and i've been trying to make the podcumenaries and i essentially take an episode from my show and then i add all the visuals on top of it almost like um you're watching something on the fucking history channel and it's like do you know how long that took me to put together i went through a two and a half hour long episode and i found pictures for every 10 seconds of the whole motherfucker so yeah, it's like, that is
1: insanely time consuming
0: go to hell pretty much <laughs> <laughs> you know if don't you kill don't yourself. nobody likes you everybody hates you you would do better off dead just go kill yourself you're ugly you're disgusting
1: i'm gonna kill you give me two hundred dollars
0: I especially agree with the last part because I could use some extra scratch.
1: Yes, yes. I was going to cut it off, but the last part was the best part of that clip. It's
0: the best part. Give me $200. (laughs) I have Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, whatever app you're using. But So anyways, the listeners don't know yet why we've joined up for this episode, but let's enlighten them. I actually had the idea of covering cannibalism because it kept coming up in some other research I was doing, and it's throughout a lot of ancient cultures, not just the ancient Egyptians, but until I I even found, and I have my notes pulled up here, I even found that... Where is it? Just as recent as like, okay, yes. In Papua New Guinea, they were still practicing cannibalism up to 2012.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: I mean, for real. And nobody's talking about, they're talking about the climate change. They're not talking about as recently as 2012 people were eating each other.
1: Well, as recently as probably two minutes ago, there's people eating
0: <laughs> Yes. In those <laughs> yes, in those secret rituals. I mean, right now somebody's probably getting their ass ate, but um
1: Well, that's totally different. And I'm on board with that. That is something <laughs> completely different.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But you know, it's funny because this is just a cultural thing for them, and it's the same as if we say like what's an American cultural thing going to the bar and watching football. Right. This is normal for them, they eat each other. Yeah. And right. I just find that so interesting that, you know, it's the Are we still meat talking meat about or- Papua New Guinea? Yeah, it's like they they do uh eat their old or sick or dead. As a sign of respect.
1: So was it a Rockefeller or a Rothschild's um, family member who disappeared and turned out he was eaten by uh, natives of whatever island he was on to make a documentary about? Did you come across that at all?
0: No, I'd love to learn about it.
1: So it was, let's see if I can pull it up right now. It was, a. I believe it was a Rockefeller. And it
0: was like abducted.
1: He went onto this island to make a documentary about um, the natives, the people that lived there, because they had no idea about Western civilization whatsoever. And turns out they freaking ate his ass.
0: Oh, my gosh. Ass eaters.
1: (laughs) I'm going to see if I can pull it up right now. Um,
0: And, you know, by the way. we're not talking about can like survival cannibalism where you got in a plane crash in a freezing cold arctic um mountainous crash and you have to eat each other to survive i'm talking about cultural cannibalism i'm talking about human sacrifice and um ball worship type of cannibalism that's what i'm gonna be more talking about
1: Okay, cool. Well, I did send you that link if you wanted to pull it up or read it or we can move on, whatever.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Let me let's take a look here. Oh, Michael Rockefeller. Okay, New Guinea.
1: Yeah, it was. Oh, my
0: gosh. So, yeah, they ate him.
1: Which is really crazy because Starbucks has um, a bunch of farms out there where they where they've provided like running water and schools and stuff like that for people out there. And in return, they're basically their coffee slaves.
0: Oh, it says the official cause of Michael's death was drowning. Yeah, right. But there had been a multitude of rumors. He had been kidnapped and kept prisoner And he was hiding out in the jungle that he had been consumed by sharks. Um, And then the last one is that he was killed to be eaten by the local headhunters, which I think is probably more accurate. In my opinion,
1: I didn't hear about the sharks or or the drowning thing. Well, this is
0: also a Smithsonian article. So God only knows what they're trying to preserve. Oh I never trust the Smithsonian. I mean, I do in some cases things that can't be disputed, but for the most part, they add spices.
1: So in the actual story description, does it say that he tripped over a dinosaur bone and knocked himself out, fell into the water, and then drowned? Is that what it says?
0: <laughs> and they were
1: able to recover that dinosaur bone, and now it's at the Smithsonian?
0: Right. And they they had to take it to space and then come back down with it as well. Yes. See if it could survive the vacuum of space.
1: They were going to call it uh they were going to make a phone call from the oval office and see if they took the bone out to space if it would actually come alive and be able to answer the phone.
0: Right. All of the ancient bacteria on it. Yes. Yeah, for sure some Jurassic Park type shit.
1: See, I told you I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I do love that because sometimes I have to try to contain myself because I want to just spit out all the craziness. And then in the back of my mind, I do realize that some of the information is so hard to swallow sometimes that I'll lose people. And I honestly think the people who hear it and they say, I don't want to listen to her podcast anymore eventually they'll be ready to hear it, but everyone's at a different place in their conspiracy theory truth journey.
1: I just came up with a perfect meme for you then when people turn away and then it's just, um, it's uh Marty McFly with the guitar. Well, I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet.
0: <laughs> yes. Your kids no, are you have love to make it. that meme for me now. Yeah. Keep it, make yourself a note. Because I think that would be really good for my podcast, especially um, with the Nephilim series I released. Because it's very involved and very controversial, but it has to be talked about. And it was actually during my research with the Nephilim that I came across all this weird cannibalism stuff do you are you a new agey person and you believe in word magic and all of the consciousness and everything
1: uh like new york patriot
0: does no not so much that but um i would say new agey would be spirit guides and talking to yourself in the mirror and repeating mantras are you that kind of guy
1: i don't partake in that shit um
0: okay same. and
1: and another thing too is i don't have beliefs i have ideas so same so yeah if uh, i hear things i'm like uh i'll have an idea that that could hold some water or something but beliefs i i have a hard time with that word right you, you can't change your idea of a belief it's just that's <laughs> it's concrete
0: right yeah and i have an old fashioned type of personality I like to be aware of simple explanations for things. And I think that the English language has been hijacked. So I think some of the words that we have tell us what's really going on without telling us what's really going on. Because if you look at the word cannibalism... I see right off the top cane and ball like B A A L. And those were the idiots that were doing this stuff.
1: Right. So with that being said, um, my friend Conspiracy Baby is huge into breaking down words because they all have meaning. And I get really frustrated with her, right? Because I would be like, that's bullshit, because English is not the first language. Stop showing me this shit. And she's like, <laughs> No, English was fucking made by all these occultic fucks that are using these words. And whether you believe it or not, they do. And they're casting spells upon you with the language that you're fucking speaking. So yes. I won't I won't tell people good morning anymore. So, yes, in a sense, I do practice that. I won't say good morning. I say grand rising because I refuse to tell somebody to mourn for the rest of the day right when they wake up.
0: Right. Yes. So I do believe in. Quote, unquote word magic i think that our language has been hijacked in that they use it to cast spells on us i don't believe if i stare in the mirror and i repeat a mantra over and over again that it's going to affect me in any type of way other than just annoy me to death because i'm just not that type of person i got other shit i gotta do i can't repeat mantras 18 times a day and make sure i never have a negative thought or anything like that but
1: so you're not I, down with the thought, Ninja?
0: No, I just I just have so much going on that my mind races and I can't catch every single thought of the day that I have. But I do think that our language has been hijacked in the words that we unconsciously repeat all the time have meaning, kind of like cannibalism. And I'm seeing straight off the top ball and cane, and it was. The Canaanites who were the weird ball-worshipping, eating our babies and doing all that. So I think Shakespeare also plays a big part in the reimagining of the English language. But that's another episode.
1: So um, I didn't obviously dive into this. So, And I say that I don't do reaction videos because I think they're dumb. But I figured I'll give it a go with a reaction podcast, right? So. Oh. <laughs> I'm reaction
0: just, podcast yeah. yeah reaction
1: podcast because i'm gonna basically be reacting to uh the crazy shit that you uncovered and yeah. when you told me that we were going to be talking about can- cannibalism the first thing i thought of is like well that seems to be the new push right uh, first it was trying to normalize well not trying to they're still in the process of it but a while back they rolled out this whole maps thing And now we're starting to see cannibalism uh, surfeits and and peek its head into the mainstream media as well. So I was curious, is that like, is that, what the, why?
0: (laughs) Well, and I actually had that conversation with, I, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but his name is Sean McCann from the Wake the Dead podcast. And he does terrific research into all of this. He's very much so like me, where I'm pretty basic about certain things, about Satanism and the enslavement of humanity, witches and black magic. He's very good at diving into Stanley Kubrick stuff, just like I am. We, we have similar interests. And one of the things that we have spoken about is it went from pedophilia, to transhumanism, to now we're entering into cannibalism straight up. The next stop is cannibalism.
1: Right. So, and, and we talk about this on my show a lot, is they're showing their hand and they're showing a lot more of their hand and they're laying cards on the table a lot quicker. And we know that they've been doing this kind of thing behind closed doors, like hush, hush. If you know the symbolism and the symbology, then you know about it. If you don't, then you don't. And now it's it's almost like they're shining a spotlight on it for those people that don't see the symbolism. They're like, look, this is what these crazy tinfoil hat people have been trying to tell you. We are doing mm-hmm. this. We're mm-hmm. fucking doing it. So mm-hmm. why? What is the purpose of putting it in the spotlight? Is it just because they're running out of time and we're coming to the end and we see the finish line and they see the finish line and good and evil is running towards that motherfucker as fast as they can?
0: I think so. Yes. I think that you put it very eloquently. I think they know their time is short and they're trying to corrupt every piece of God's creation as quickly as possible. So we're, have you ever watched the book of Eli? Uh,
1: Yeah, that's with, um. I can't think of his name, but Benzo? he's blind. Yeah. And he's blind and he's trying to take the Bible somewhere so he can transcribe it and make more copies of it.
0: Yes, but they are they partake in cannibalism. Yes. And they have that weird shaky thing. There's actually a condition you get when you have human consumption, you get the shakes or whatever. It's that weird. Right. And
1: people say that the Clintons have that.
0: I know, that's the craziest shit because they do look shaky.
1: And they, and they seem to have been aging really quickly in the past, like three, four years. It's almost like somebody cut off their adrenochrome supply.
0: You remember that video of Hillary when she straight up like passed out or something, or had like a meltdown in front of a bunch of reporters.
1: Well, there was that one picture where she was like doing this thing, right? Oh, right. Reporters. And then there was another instance where she was leaving an event and she actually fucking lost consciousness and they, and they had to like. Pull her ass into into the the car. Yeah. So I don't know if that's her clone malfunctioning or if it's just literally her malfunctioning.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's interesting with the end of times conversation and watching the book of Eli, because it's essentially an end of the world scenario and there's only one bible that exists in all of the world and Denzel has it and he has to make sure he's not partaking in human consumption and he has morals and codes and values and it ends up being the most important piece to revamping civilization is the distribution of the bible and i find that to be another one of those movies that's telling you something without telling you something.
1: <clears throat> well, I'm I'm in the belief belief, there's that word. <laughs> I have I have the idea a strong idea that we choose to be here and um I believe that this well, I think that we choose to be here on multiple occasions and I believe that this is my last time here and I believe that I chose my last time here for this moment in history because it is going to be the greatest moment in history ever because it is the biggest battle and so like i got my front row tickets is like i'm here for a reason and that's why i do my podcast that's why i'm so blatant with the shit that i put out because we are running towards that finish line and there's, I can't be nice about it anymore. I can't nudge you. Like, I'm just going to scream what I scream and hop in the car and come with me. If you can't handle it, you know, like hopefully somebody picks you up back there because it's happening whether you like it or not.
0: Oh, right. Absolutely. I completely agree because we're not playing patty cake anymore with 9-11 conspiracies or some of the more easily acceptable ones i i feel like when i was in high school the first time i watched zeitgeist i had like this big aha moment and i showed a couple other people and i was so excited about it. it was one of my first conspiracy theories and then i got into jfk and some of the other ones and those are easy to talk to people about because they don't have any skin in the game if it's true whatever if it's not true whatever because it's all in the past but a lot of the ones that piss people off are the things that are happening now and that will happen that we have no proof of we can't say let me show you the future we can only say this is what we think will happen in the future and i'm trying to prepare you and it falls on deaf ears
1: yes definitely falls on deaf ears. Why do you think people get so angry about certain topics? And one comes to mind in particular because it's something that I feel people should not get angry about and it's flat earth. And we talked about flat earth on my podcast and it's it's one of my favorite subjects. So it come you can't have a conversation without me with those words come not coming out. But why do you think people get so mad specifically about that one? Like it doesn't hurt you in any way shape or form for me to be talking about this, but they get so personally angry
0: yeah i had uh josh monday on and before i had him on because I absolutely love what he does with scripture. I think it's beautiful. And I had been asked before, why do people get so mad about flat earth? And I would say, well, they think it's stupid or whatever. The way Josh Monday breaks it down, he says straight up that there is a demon behind this great deception, the big delusion. And It's a graven image. The ball earth is a graven image. It would be similar to trying to tell people that wearing a crucifix is a graven image because that's how Jesus died. Why would you want to wear that? Why would you want that symbolism around your neck? And a lot of people, (laughs) yeah, a lot of people were killed by crucifixion, not just Jesus. He was on the cross next to two thieves who were also being crucified. So why are we symbolizing the death of Christ and not the resurrection? It's a graven image. And I think the ball earth is another graven image that we are so used to looking at and it's ingrained in our minds and there's like a demon behind it. So when you challenge someone, who is obsessed with those images, they are going to mentally shut down and verbally assault you because you've just made them uncomfortable. And anytime you take somebody out of their comfort zone, they go into fight or flight.
1: Right. It's cognitive dissonance mixed with, I'm fucking fully loaded and ready to fire all these shots at you. And the thing is, is I will intelligently battle these people while they're calling me retarded. I will intelligently ask them questions and they don't have answers for me. So their answer is you're fucking, their answer for me is you flat earthers are demented. They're, they're just, you're a fucking retard. You're stupid. Am I, how am I stupid when I know more about your heliocentric model than you do?
0: Yeah. 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 And something that I was talking to Josh about is how far away the stars are six million miles and 20 billion light years and but somehow we're not able to see two miles down the road how is that our little tiny eyeballs can see millions and billions and trillions of light years into the sky but i can't tell you what my neighbor's doing six houses down because my freaking eyeball i have glasses for a reason do you (laughs) think i can see freaking light years away
1: no and and that's a, well, we're going to get super into Flat Earth if we keep talking about it. Oh, and no, I, mean,
0: I know, I know. I really want
1: to hear about the cannibalism stuff. So. Yeah,
0: and I was on my way home from work today, and every single day on my drive home from work, I look into the sky, for one, for chemtrails, and so I can see if anything weird or funky goes on with the weather, and two... A lot of people believe, and myself included, that there's water on the outside of the firmament. So I always try to see if I can catch a glimpse of the water. And then I also think about how I'm looking at the moon in front of me on my way home, but the sun is behind me in the car. And how is this possible? If it's just a ricochet effect of sunlight and it cascades off this and then it. It just none of it ever makes sense. And I ponder this every day on my way home from work that and daylight savings time, because what the fuck?
1: Well, but- I, got one, I got one for you and for your listeners when you are driving home. And since the moon has decided that it's not going anywhere and it's out 24 seven nowadays um, during the daytime, whatever the color of the sky is, make sure you look at the so-called craters in the moon. And they will be exactly the same color as the sky every single time. And ask yourself, why is that?
0: I know, right? (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. It's true.
1: It is true. Every single time you look at it, the craters will be the exact same color as the sky.
0: And that is interesting because I'm in Oklahoma. It's very flat here. And I can see... Beautiful colors in the sky for a vast area because there's nothing to block my view. There's no mountains or hills or anything like that. It's wide open sky and we have gorgeous sunsets. And I always look and the moon's out on my way home and it just seems so freaking close.
1: Because it is.
0: And it is. Yeah. It's a powerful thought, actually.
1: It is a powerful thought and it's so cool once you once you awaken yourself to the idea that you have been lied to and then you accept this new reality that we live in. It's so much cooler than mm-hmm. just being lied to and, and just like looking at it and just being in more awe rather than it's just, oh, that's a planet, you know, that's out there. It's just a giant rock. Now you're looking at it like, what really is that? I can see through it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always show its whole self. It gives off its own light. It gives off its own source of not heat, but like coolness. Mm -hmm. What is going on with this thing? What is it? Is it, is it a projection of what we live on? Oh my God, this is a weird thing. And then, then you get, it's, it's, it's fucking fun and flat earth to me, why it's one of my favorite subjects in the whole conspiracy world is it's because it's one of the only conspiracies that isn't dark and gloomy and about death and it's something you can look into that's fun yeah the purpose of why they're lying to us is pretty dark and gloomy you know you can make them believe anything and then you take god out of the equation and now we run the shit Mm -hmm. but you know it doesn't have to do with like uh mrs brahmovich eating people and spirit cooking for her celebrity (laughs) friends
0: (laughs) That's not fun. That, yeah, <laughs> on my first episode of 2023, I addressed in my intro to the episode that there's a reason I put more lighthearted episodes on in between the heavier ones. Because if you keep yourself in the pit of human Enslavement, baby eating, and blood drinking. It's very depressing at times. So I perk my audience up with ghost stories or cryptids or something, decoding movies or something fun like that. Because if you talk about negative, 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 you almost get yourself in a rut. So I'm cool with talking about paranormal stories or or more fun stuff, because I did grow up watching forensic files. I love true crime and I love ghost stories and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, my heart is in conspiracy.
1: Definitely. (laughs) Is, Is that why you started your show is because that has your heart and you just wanted to speak out?
0: Yeah. And I was getting sick and tired of doing research and having no one to look at it or listen to it. Because even before I started a podcast, I would watch movies like I was always really obsessed with Stanley Kubrick, and I put a lot of effort into finding out what the messages were that were in his movies. But I would try to tell my husband. He's like, I don't even know who Stanley Kubrick is, and I've never <laughs> watched The Shining. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I need to start a podcast, <laughs> or I'm going to start talking to myself in the corner. <laughs> so, I yeah. Well, was- I'm
1: glad you did because you have one of the best ones out there. And thank
0: you.
1: I, I love it because you're not just a not just somebody out there with a voice, but you do like these deep dives and like really intense research. And you make me like, I thought I was always looking at shit in every possible angle. And then I listened to one of your episodes and I'm like, I missed at least 20 fucking rocks that I did not pick up and look underneath. How did she find this shit?
0: (laughs) I know sometimes people tell me that. And I actually had someone ask me what, why I pieced together Stanley Kubrick, more specifically Eyes Wide Shut and The Wizard of Oz and why I went that route. And I said, because no one else did it. Sometimes you just have to explore it for yourself. It's okay. I didn't need tinfoil hat to explore it before me. I'm okay to do it by myself. Thanks.
1: And that episode was so fucking insane you like Thank you that one in particular is one that totally blew me away just the in-depth of uh, research that you did and then how you it, like tied in the mk ultra thing and then with the different stanley kubrick movies and and uh fuck dude michael jackson and everything oh and gosh into, and then you tied it into uh Two pocket and you you like <laughs> everywhere it's like wait a minute i thought we were talking about the wizard of oz what the fuck <laughs> just happened hang on a second what just happened
0: <laughs> thank you for the plug by the way because i need more people to go and check out that episode because i posted the meme or the reel about the red shoe society and i said if you what if you listen to my wizard of oz episode you know exactly what i was talking about and they were like which one is that the one that's called under the rainbow
1: <laughs> what a perfect title how could you miss that one for wizard of oz but,
0: you know it's what I, speaking of kubrick though i have to get this out in the shining the torrences are in the bug headed up the sidewinder where he's already accepted his job offer. He's gonna take care of the overlook. And he has Wendy and Danny in the backseat, and they're going up the sidewinder, and they're talking about cannibalism. Are they straight up talking about cannibalism? Because Wendy looks over to Jack Nicholson and she says, Isn't this where the Donner party got stranded? And jack nicholson says something about oh yeah we're cannibal and they they had to eat each other and she said don't say that in front of danny and he goes oh i watched a documentary on tv all about cannibalism and jack nicholson was like yeah he knows all about cannibalism and it was just they were having this back and forth banter about fucking cannibalism on their way the overlook hotel which the rest of the movie is packed full of stuff but just that tiny little reference there that's crazy you just blew my
1: mind and i'm surprised like everybody that listens to my show that followed me over here to listen to cosmic peach and you're my friend from high school and we grew up together fuck you guys for not pointing out that the shining has a reference to somewhere right where we grew up so the donner pass is right where we grew up
0: what yeah so, do you know any details about the Donner Party?
1: Not much. It Same. like we would just try, we would drive by it, and my parents would be like, "Oh, that's where everybody ate each other," you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's what pretty much that's how I have ever heard about it. Is they got stranded? Basically, it was like what I was saying earlier about the survival cannibalism. They had to eat each other, or whatever. So they didn't fucking die.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing the story, you know, hearing about it. I don't think it was taught in school. It could have been. I mean, I figure like the Donner Pass would be something that we would have learned. But I learned more about the Donner Pass in that South Park episode than anything else, to be honest.
0: You know, if we're going on the theme of word magic, doesn't it sound like Dahmer Party?
1: Very much so.
0: You know, and he's a massive cannibal.
1: So, what are your thoughts on the um, people like him being like a 100% MK ultra and trained to do what they were supposed to be doing, or completely just never even existed?
0: I think people exist. <laughs> Come on. You know, I'm never the one to say people don't exist. That's like so wild. And it's so like disrespectful to the families because they're like, that's my son. I literally pushed him out of my vagina and you're saying he never existed. That's crazy. But I think that they target in the military, especially they target individuals who have weaknesses and they can spot people who are mentally disturbed like Jeffrey Dahmer. And they do experiments on them, which is why, and I didn't really dive into it a lot with the Yuba County Five, but I think Gary Mathias is one of those guys. He already had a schizophrenic personality, kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer. He had a mental disability, not saying that he was slow or anything like that. He had um, these triggers that they look for to use as sleepers. They don't even know they've been programmed. And a lot of these psychopathic serial killers and cannibals, they were all in the military. So I think that definitely ties in.
1: Yeah. Were they all in the military?
0: A lot. Like, I want to say confidently that 90% of them were in the military.
1: Very interesting.
0: And Ted Bundy was in politics.
1: He was. Yeah. Yes. He was.
0: Yes. It's crazy.
1: And, you know, another crazy thing is, is I used to listen to this podcast and it was about this guy who would go and interview serial killers. That's his job. And, um, well, he came on a podcast that I was listening to and it was very interesting. Some of the stories that he was telling, because there's people that are way more fucked up and have killed way more people then all of the Jeffrey Dahmers and and all those Ted Bundy's that we see on TV. So it's like, why are these the people that they're shining a, a spotlight on? Because they're homegrown. They're fucking they're part of the they're part of the big play.
0: Well, I know that they like us to look at these small town killers because it gets us scared of the boogeyman kind of like looking out for Mike Myers behind the bushes or something, you know, you don't want to go out too late or Jeffrey Dahmer will get (laughs) you.
1: So how does that tie into what we're talking about tonight?
0: Well, because he ate people straight up and he, cook their pieces and parts and internalize them it was almost like absorbing them into him and he and i kind of have talked about it before he got off watching the exorcist part three and he was building altars and it was very sacrificial and very ritualistic what he was doing and was in the military and enjoyed drinking blood out of blood bags and where did this come from because he already was fucked up before he got sent to the military and then he was dishonorably discharged or something like that and really was fucked up after he got out. And that's when all the real depraved stuff started happening. So I do think some of these people are sleepers who are just sent out in local communities, fucking shit up and eating people and all kinds of stuff.
1: So that's really weird. Some of the stuff that you bring up that he was into as far as like the ritualisticness and drinking blood and stuff like that. And it, and it makes me think that he was a host for a demon.
0: Yes, I do too.
1: Yeah. And so I'm I'm wondering now if maybe the through their MK Ultra experimentations and and God knows how far they've taken it by now and the things that they've looked into and portals that they freaking opened.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: wondering if they do actually attach a certain entity to some of these sleeper people.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because uh, in my JonBenet episode, I mentioned how, yes, it's a government program, but the program runs on satanic ideals and practices. So just because you hear the word government or military operation, it doesn't mean that they're not working off of satanic rituals. It's just a massive cult. And To go on that point, I mean, we see a lot of serial killers eating people. Another one would be Ed Gein. And that's who the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is based off of.
1: Okay, so I'm not familiar with that. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was actually based off of a real person?
0: A real motherfucker. Mm -hmm.
1: And this guy would eat people too?
0: Yes, and he had a... So actually... He is the inspiration for two horror movies, Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So imagine being so awful, you get two horror movies based on you because he had mommy issues. He ate people and he wore their skin and he was part of the inspiration behind Silence of the Motherfucking Lambs. That's how crazy this motherfucker was. He wore skin masks. He had all the furniture in his house was made of human skin. He had, he would eat his cereal out of skulls. He fashioned them into like fucking bowls and shit. He would just make a pot of chili and oh, let me get my favorite skull bowl out and filled that bitch with chowder.
1: Yeah. That's not a human. That guy. That's what I'm saying. Like for real. There's no way that's human. That, that is a host. That's a human host of a fucking demon there is mm-hmm. no way it, that that shit's so scary to me because one of the things that used to really scare the shit out of me as a kid is being um uh, possessed by a demon oh, so? because you can't you there's nothing you could do about it you know and my mom would get mad at me because I would bring books in the house and she's like don't bring those demons into my house and shit like that and like and she would tell me the story about how my uncle would um would bring like all these entities into the house by playing with the Ouija board and doing whatever it was that he would do and apparently one night um he like wakes up with his face pushed up against the ceiling and then he gets like thrashed all around his room and shit and then my mom has another story where she like came home and like the tv was on and she couldn't change the channel and then she like turned it off and it wouldn't turn off unplugged the tv and it was still on and I forget what Mm. was like poltergeist or something like that and she ended up like running to the neighbor's house until my grandma got home and so like i totally believe in all that shit
0: oh me too that's the real shit
1: and when i was going through my battles and drinking and and all that shit and i look back at all the stuff that i was like engulfed in and involved in like so much demonic shit like i was fucking possessed for sure
0: Uh, And people don't realize how easy it is.
1: And you don't even realize it.
0: Yeah. Like in The Exorcist, she plays with the Ouija board and she's talking to Captain Howdy or yeah, Captain Howdy. And it seems so innocent and then it goes so sinister, but the smallest things are doorways. And I think that with some of these serial killers at young ages, they let something come in. That's my opinion. And then it's like exacerbated over time because like with Ed Gein, he started off raping and murdering and then it was eating them and then wearing their skin and it got all the way up to like necrophile stuff and grave robbing and Um, They compared Jeffrey Dahmer to Ed Gein because Jeffrey Dahmer was trying to do the necrophile stuff and the grave robbing just like he did. And it's funny how similar their stories are. So it's the same type of spirit that gets attached to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they all ate their victims too. What is up with that? Like, At what point, I don't know, like a sane person Not not necessarily a sane person, but somebody that's not have some sort of fucking demonic entity in them that would be like, "Hey, I'm gonna eat this thing and then fuck it."
0: Yes, I know. Like a a human delicatessen. That's so sick. It's human consumption, and that's why we see in a lot of the. Have you ever watched the Green Inferno?
1: The Green Inferno. I don't know if that's one
0: of the newer Eli Roths.
1: I don't think I have. No.
0: Well, and, you know, he'd be telling us some shit in his movies, too, like with Hostel.
1: Okay. So I'm not familiar with this gentleman, but I have seen Hostel.
0: Yeah, he's the director of Hostel. And Hostel is essentially, you know, you get abducted in a foreign country and get sold into this human market where people just torture you to death for fun. That's the real story that's going on in places around the world. Right, And in the Green Inferno, it's kind of like New Guinea where they're eating each other and doing rituals. And it's very so he he's got a lot of symbolism in his movies, too.
1: So what do you think the draw is to eating people? Right. So, like, I know what the draw is for Adrenochrome. Because that's talked about well, like, you know, the healing and the visual aspects of your youthfulness and blah, blah, blah. What, what is the draw for these people to want to consume people? And um, not, not even just uh, these serial killers, like it's uh, something real, ritualistic. I don't know if, if they're actually really eating people at these celebrity uh, spirit cooking dinners or not, but they're at least ritual, they're going through the ritual as if they are doing it.
0: Right. I think they do behind closed doors. And it's one of the most disgusting, despicable things you can do to another human being to slaughter them and eat them like a pig or cattle. And it's a power thing. It's a spiritual thing. And even Jeffrey Dahmer would say that he was internalizing them. So they would always be with him, kind of like the idea of someone being possessed by multiple different demons, like the demoniac that Jesus casted all those demons out of in the Bible or uh, Sybil or something like that, where you have all these personalities. And it's that fragmenting yourself into multiple different pieces. They love to do that. That's why they do all the SRA Rituals is to fragment that child's personality into a bunch of different personalities. Or what's that movie? Split, where he has all those internal. It's kind of like that, where they're showing you that they're internalizing another person into themselves and they're ascending, kind of like I have their power and my power. And I've done this sacrilegious thing where I'm splitting off pieces of myself.
1: So, in in a sense, they're absorbing their their essence. They're just absorbing them when they take them in.
0: Yeah. Did you ever watch Harry Potter at all? Yeah. You know, when Voldemort has to create the horcruxes, he has to split off a piece of his soul and put it in an object. And it's similar to that where they feel like absorbing them into themselves is like adding an additional. Right power source inside of themselves
1: totally get it and i also could see at least on the celebrity side of it because with uh with what you're talking about absorbing i can see that on the celebrity side and i can also see it with the serial killers because it gives them that sense of empowerment and they're already doing crazy fucking demonic shit already Mm -hmm. um and then we can go really deep down the fucking rabbit hole, and we can say like uh, Donald Marshall speaks out about uh, the different species of reptilians that live here, and we all know that like Marina Abramovich rubs elbows; she's the high witch, right? So she, if there are different creatures on here that are ruling, you know, reptilians love to eat fucking people, so maybe that's a way of her saying, hey. I'm so high up. Like this is what we're having for dinner. That means guess who's going to be here.
0: Right. I do think that. that
1: Totally just freestyled, by the way. That was just a freestyle thought.
0: (laughs) No, I do that all the time. Trust me. I go even a step further and I take a freestyle thought and I write it down in my notes. And then I say it on podcast episodes. So no, I totally, I totally get you. But the thing is. I, because we know the earth is flat and there's no such thing as space, I don't believe in reptilians, but I do believe that fallen angels are able to shape shift because they're angelic beings and they can present themselves as anything they want to, just how Lucifer presented himself as a reptile or a serpent in the garden when he tempted Eve. So these, these fallen angels can. Like a reptile, they can look like anything they want to, but they are running things.
1: We're not, we're not, um, we're not on different pages, by the way.
0: Okay, okay, good, yeah,
1: pages you, but uh, it also talks in the Bible about the beasts, right? Because it it says specifically the beasts and and it describes animals differently than it does beasts, so that tells Mm -hmm. me that there are there were things here before, but I do think that it is all biblical, yes.
0: Do you want me to out? Oh, so by the time this comes out, the other episode will already be out. So let me drop this on you. In the Bible, it talks about how when the fallen angels came down, that they had offspring with human women, but they also had offspring with animals. So if you can imagine the offspring between a fallen angel and a human being a giant, And then the offspring between an angel and an animal being something like a cryptid, it makes a lot of sense. So there's no evolution to get you to a dogman or a mothman or a Bigfoot or a chupacabra. But if you mix a fallen angel with animals, you can get any type of creature you want. And there was fallen angels. There's like levels to this shit. So some of them were serpentine like beings and some of them had bird heads and dog heads. And you're mixing that with humans and animals. And you wonder why they talk about beasts roaming the earth legit. And the Bible says like, stay within your own race. And he wasn't talking about colors. He was talking about the human race. Yes. Straight up.
1: So check this out. That's so cool that you're you're talking about that stuff. That's what Donald Marshall was talking about is he was describing all those things that you just described that are at these clones, the celebrity cloning centers. There are the viril, they are the, the reptilians, they are the people that he is talking about that are at the cloning centers, whether or not you want to believe that. He's telling the truth. I don't know. Uh,
0: the hybrid being? He does say
1: it. The hybrid beings. No, he talks about like strictly, he calls them reptilians, but he talks about different uh, species of them and how they've been here since, you know, they were cast out. And, right. Yes. So, and you're sitting here saying that goes hand in hand with what he's saying. So I was just on a dangerous world podcast um, and we did a swap cast thing and we were talking about Donald Marshall. And I was telling people, look, like, take everything he says with a grain of salt, because this guy, like I've heard him say and describe things in one way and then completely change, change it up the way he describes how something looks in a different podcast. So but some of the things he said, I can verify, I can back up. And then when you just said that, like, and and I've always had that thought that that these reptilians and, pe- and aliens and everything that people say that they're seeing, I always equate it to demons or fallen angels or offspring of them. Because the Nephilim, why is it taken out right. of the Bible? The Nephilim, I believe, only comes up two times in the Bible. But then when you look further into it, it's in the book of um the, the book of Enoch, right? It talks about the Nephilim in great detail. Like that is that to me is the coolest fucking subject in the Bible. Why not? Why take it out?
0: Well, and you know, later on after the flood when the um Israelites are sent into the land of Canaan, Canaan was occupied by giants, it says right there in the Bible. So they were everywhere. And then we have David and Goliath. Where do you think Goliath came from? He was a giant. (laughs) You know, this is all after the flood. So they had descendants living on way past flood times. There were survivors after the flood and they were still reproducing. And because they're like their parents, they have changeling capabilities. They have all these supernatural Abilities like an angel just because they're a fallen angel doesn't mean that they would suddenly not have angelic capabilities they are just an asshole angel with you know all of those capabilities so their children would also have those so when the elites talk about having magic in their blood They're not bullshitting, they really do, because they imbue their bloodline through interbreeding and incest, keeping that bloodline strong going down so that they keep that magic in their blood. That's why they say the Merovingians could talk to animals and change the weather, they had all of these weird magical powers and we think that it's a fairy tale but for real they probably could, can do those things and shapeshift and do all all the things that an angel can do walk in and out of portals that's why portals are always associated with bigfoot
1: oh yeah a lot of uh, the bigfoot stories that i hear about and and then there's a video of this lady who was out and she was sitting in this perch and one of the big feet that she felt something and then you could see it looked like um uh, the predator. It was like cloaked, mm-hmm. and you could totally see something moving, but it, it was cloaked, just like the movie The Predator. Another yes. movie to tell you the truth. In
0: yes, so just like with the alien movies, they're trying to MK Ultra you into believing in space. The predator movies are doing the same thing. They are all telling you something without actually coming out and saying this is a documentary. Enjoy.
1: Oh, so check this out. So huge storm warning in California right now, right? And I've been telling people this for the longest time. It probably like we're going on like seven or eight years now. I've been telling people about predictive programming. And I'm like, yo, how many times did we see the towers fall in TV, cartoons, movies, comic books, everything? And then it fucking happened. I'm like, in the past, I don't know how many years, I've seen the Golden Gate Bridge get taken out so many fucking times in Hollywood. And now, like, they're expecting, like, the biggest storm of California.
0: Mm-hmm. Because another movie that I would refer back to as far as, like, what we could expect would be... You ever watch the movie 2012 with John, uh, John Cusack?
1: Yeah. Where There's he- like a
0: podcaster guy in the movie before podcasts were even cool. Oh, do you remember that?
1: that? Yeah, there was.
0: Yeah. So I think in a way that is predictive programming because podcasts weren't even popping off like that when the movie 2012 was made, but they can see shit that we aren't aware of. And he was podcasting and had little memes and videos up in his trailer. And he was like, I've been telling people for years that the world was going to end and they all have Go to get on shit. Yeah, they all have to get on Noah's Ark at the end, and it takes them to Africa, the cradle of civilization. And it's just, it's so loaded with little tidbits. And I almost watched that movie. Sure, the world didn't end in 2012, but is this what we can expect?
1: I don't know. Maybe. I, th- I just feel like. It's going to be everything all at once. We have this whole psychological operation going on. Uh, We're talking about moving into a digital currency. So you're not going to be able to partake in society. Basically, we all know what that is. Yeah. You know, so we have that coming down the line. They're totally pushing trans transhumanism. um, Yeah the whole gay is acceptable thing shit dude that's been forever forever and ever now they're pushing it as far as they can and the bible says you know it's going to be as in the times of noah when men were laying with men and they were defiling their dna and what the fuck that is exactly what we are living in right
0: now right now today yeah this moment that's what and you know get yourself
1: right with god people
0: Yes. I always say that you have to get right with God because I, I do watch movies like that. And I wonder if that's where we're headed for real. And, uh, there will not be any podcasters podcasting when the shit hits the fan. So you're going to want to come back to this episode while you're in the middle of the apocalypse Have some laughs and, you know, remember the time when life was normal and you weren't in the book of Eli for real or any of these apocalyptic movies. It's it's crazy.
1: It is crazy. It's almost like we're living in both at the same time. It's almost like the book of Eli is happening, but yet everybody's walking around like everything is fucking normal.
0: Yeah. And Ryan uh, and I have talked about from the Dangerous World podcast, Ryan and I have talked about uh, a lot of people saying, well, it won't be in my lifetime. I'll be dead and gone by the time all of that happens. And it's he said, sure, no, think, think again, because they'll just reanimate your dead corpse <laughs> and upload your consciousness into like a false reality.
1: No, he's he's not quite there yet, but he's waking up for a reason. And uh, I think those that are as- still asleep right now, um, man, maybe a handful are going to wake up, but they're asleep. And I feel that the people are that are waking up, and I even posted an Alex Jones thing, and I don't post a lot of Alex Jones, but he was talking about how the people that are already awake right now are going to excel, and their awakening is going to become a lot faster and a lot more beautiful. And the people that are asleep are going to become more and more dumbed down and more evil at an accelerated rate too. And that's where we are right now. There's no in between it's, we are splitting. Yes,
0: we are. And the people who don't, the people who seek out podcasts like white rabbit podcast, or even my podcast, that's even on the more mild side of things. Sometimes it's almost like they seek them out to become offended at what you have to say because they hate it so much and where did that come from where you know it was like you were saying with flat earth there's there is a demon attached to the fact that you can't comprehend something true when you hear it
1: yes and another thing i think with is um with flat earth especially it's you're challenging people's intelligence. Uh, You're calling them stupid, which is why they come at you and call you a retard, right? Because everything that they've ever believed to be true, you're basically throwing in their face that it's not anymore. And maybe I came at it differently because I wasn't like calling people names and pissed off about it. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Wait a minute. No, this doesn't add up either. Wait, what the fuck? And then so when I start telling people and I'm like, wait, why are you calling me a retarded? Like I totally believed what you believed Fucking a year ago
0: yes yeah (laughs) 12 months ago i was in your same boat trust me
1: well for me now it's about closer to 10 years but still like fucking when i first was having it and people are calling me dumb and even today like people are like you're so fucking stupid i'm like actually everything that you're saying i was saying and then there's people that will ask you questions and i'll be like every question you can think of i've asked as well like i went through all this as well like but I didn't call people
0: fucking retarded. Yeah, no, I know. And it's so it's such a, a bashing. You're throwing up God versus science and people hate that because you're not ready to just bow down to say science is my God and anything the scientists tell me that's the truth. And that's It's a form of worship, really, that any scientists anywhere could tell you something and you're just going to bend over and take it. And we're saying, no, explain this. And they'll give you some type of astronomical number that you have to put into a calculator to try to figure out why that makes sense. And it's just not working in my mind.
1: Right, because people are so easy to be like, Oh, well somebody else figured that out for me. I don't have to. I trust them. There there's a DR in front of their name. And mm-hmm. to me, and I know you probably feel the same way, but if somebody has a doctor, to me, that means you are fully indoctrinated.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Like
1: fully indoctrinated. I have a doctor. Oh <laughs> I have don't know.
0: Yeah. And some of the, even the pastors nowadays are doctors or they have a weird schooling that they went through. Like my grandpa never did any of that. He was a reverend, but he never And a lot of the churches that seen, I see now. It's like, Dr. Reverend, pastor, this yeah, or that. I'm and I'm like, why are you why did you have to have someone teach you how to present the Bible to people? I don't get that.
1: I don't know. I mean, you—it takes years and years um, of training, I guess, uh, how to touch little boys and not get caught. Maybe, (laughs) right? You got to go through that school, and then they got to make sure they can trust you. So,
0: oh, sickos, for real, fucking sickos. But to kind of sum everything up, though, a couple of the other movies that I wanted to just get your thoughts and feelings on, because you know, I love movies is have you ever watched american psycho with christian bale yes in the book he was a cannibal okay isn't that crazy
1: yes so they didn't put that in the movie though why
0: no they kind of allude to it but they never actually come out and have him eating people but the, he the book he's a legit cannibal
1: well, they're going to do a remake now that it's they're trying to put it in the spotlight. I wouldn't doubt if that's one of them.
0: I'm sure. You uh, wait, it'll be in there this time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mhm. So, what other movies? I man, cuz I listened to the episode you did with New York Patriot and you were going over like some of the Netflix series. And I was like, oh man, that's great. Cause you were talking about some of the stuff and like, I was like, oh yeah. And that symbolism and that symbolism. And I was like all excited about it. And, it. and then like one of them, I was like, damn it, he didn't even watch it, did he? Like I was listening to him.
0: Yeah, he didn't watch Archive 81. And that broke my little conspiracy heart because there's a lot in Archive 81. It's It's almost sickening how much is in Archive 81. And Sabrina,
1: i didn't watch that one either but the sabrina one for sure like there was i was hooked in that one immediately because i had just uh like i was that came out right before covid right yeah because i was like newly out of my dumb satanism spell that i was going through and so when that came on i was like holy shit like i'm seeing all these symbols that i was seeing and drawing from my head and like Yes. I was reading in the Lester Crowley books and shit, and it's like right fucking there. They're saying Hell Satan on a kid's show. What the Yes,
0: they're saying Hell Satan on a kid's show. They they're making references to like virgin sacrifices and they have the Baphomet statue straight up in center. They have I watched every episode available where they bring in the abyss and they're opening portals. And she's got the twin sister and all of that. She, um, Do you think it, they're really
1: opening portals in CERN? Or do you think that that's just something that they fucking talk about? I mean, I, I watched the, um, the interview with Sally Field. Or I don't know what Mandela Effect are we in. Is it Fields or Field?
0: I always said Fields with an S.
1: Okay, so that's the timeline we're going to go with. It's fields, okay. <laughs> fields for us today. Um, her brother is actually one of the head scientists at CERN. And she was talking about, you know, what it is that he does there. And then she even says, well, they're playing with the God particle. Bullshit. You don't know what the fucking God particle is. Give me a fucking break. <laughs>
0: right. There is no God particle because that goes along with the Big Bang Theory. But I do believe they're op- they're trying to open a portal to the abyss for real and let these disembodied spirits of the fallen angels come in
1: but do you think they are opening portals because we're seeing a lot of fucking weird shit lately right and there's a yeah lot-
0: they're opening <laughs> new ones they're opening new yeah. ones because there's already ones that have existed for a long time
1: sorry i'm having a coincidence my ear just started ringing i know i didn't get jabbed but hopefully i don't die suddenly here on the
0: show. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> my ear my uh right ear has been ringing a lot and i just noticed that recently i always put my headphone in my left ear because i think my right ear's fucked off but um yeah i think that there's been like pre-existing portals all over the world for a long time that the ancients opened when they were cohorting with the fallen angels and the fallen angels showed them how to open them and they built like on ley lines, they built these massive megalithic structures where the portals are so they could provide the sacrifices to open the portals up, which when you look at the Aztecs and a lot of them, they were doing these human sacrifices so they could charge up these portals and open them so they could interface with the disembodied spirits of these fallen angels. Same thing with CERN, they're just opening new ones and they have fallen angel technology they're channeling these spirits in and i think that's one of their in-game things because like in the days of noah they're going to bring back the giants they're going to bring back these chimeras and dna splicing and bird-headed beings and dog-headed beings and cannibalism and human sacrifice it's all just like the days of noah
1: I know. And I just moved to Tennessee and this guy was talking about how the Tennessee Titans is actually a real legit thing and that the Titans are going to rise up out of the ground in Tennessee. And I'm like, fuck, I, I'm at ground zero. I really did come here for a reason. Yes.
0: And, <laughs> you know, as we're recording this, you don't even have the option of listening to them yet but if you never listen to another episode I ever do ever just listen to my Nephilim series because it's four parts it took me forever to put together and it's all the questions you could have ever had Answered in these four episodes, so I hope you.
1: I appreciate your humbleism, but I'm going to continue listening to your show. (laughs) And you know what's going to happen is a month from now, you're going to be like, "Oh my god, this episode that I just did, it's better than the Nephilim one. It's better than, and it's going to be better than the Nephilim one. You will keep getting better and better. You fucking rock, girl! Like, thank you, Conspiracy Club, man, because we love you.
0: you. Thank you, and I love you too. And we have to have each other's backs for real because it's it's needs to be kind of like a brother and sister type of vibes not so much uh dog eat dog this podcast or this part we need to kind of have each other's backs in this little community that we have but um
1: yeah you guys hear that only i can make fun of julia
0: yes you well lightly lightly <laughs> <laughs> um but no i want to throw out a couple more movies here how about hills have eyes
1: it's been so long since i've seen it so um fuck they're out in the middle of nowhere they get gas or something right in a winnebago type of thing and then crazy inbred looking motherfuckers end up like hunting them down did they end up eating them as well
0: so they did partake the the weird incest ones that were all crazy looking they they were doing cannibalism and they had weird fucking faces and stuff they were all distorted from the inbreeding and incest and stuff they have quite a few songs from the mamas and the papas in that movie which i find significant because of the laurel canyon connection and then it's like uh they eat humans and they Get their own daughters and sisters pregnant. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it perfect segue. The wrong turn. Did you ever watch that when they go up in West Virginia and all those hillbilly fucks, incest fucks, start trying to kill them?
1: Yes, and once again, it was a long fucking time ago. So my memory- How
0: about hunters' blood.
1: That one, I don't think I have seen.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a B movie, and it's a lot like Wrong Turn. But, you know, they kept making wrong turn movies. They, right. I think they're still making wrong turn movies. I don't know why. Of course. But, well, I do know why. But, yeah, it's like cannibalism, incest, all of their favorite things. And one of the newer shows that i watched that I made it through two episodes, maybe three episodes, before I got complete, completely nauseated was Lovecraft Country. Never seen it. It's a, all about H.P. Lovecraft and cannibalism, shapeshifting, human sacrifice, the LGBT thing, um, transhumanism—all summed up into one show.
1: It, it's it's like a a woke show, a TV show like Virtuous. It's a
0: woke. It's a woke show. Stuff. Yeah, but they also, it's based off of the work of H.P. Lovecraft.
1: But this is like an actual show that uh, Sheep Watch?
0: Yes, it's HBO Max. Okay. For
1: oh, dude, fuck HBO. I finally get HBO and I'm like, yes, I get to watch. Um, damn it. I can't think of the series name right now. Um,
0: it's an HBO series.
1: Maybe I'm thinking Showtime. No, I'm thinking. I have
0: them all, so just toss it out there. I'm like addicted to movies.
1: Well, no, it's a series, and everybody's been telling me that I should watch it, and it's basically like how the uh, Westworld, Westworld, and so now I finally have the thing, and it's not on there anymore.
0: Yeah, it needs to have an aspect of paranormal or supernatural stuff for me to get into it. Like I, I'm recently watching that new Netflix series called 1822 or whatever it is 18 1922 1822 i'm pretty sure but a lot of freaking symbolism up in there do you have netflix yeah maybe you should watch it and we should compare notes
1: okay i'll put 1822 on here because
0: mm-hmm. it's like archive 81 for me that this is going to be a biggie by the time i get done watching the series
1: okay yeah i i definitely want to go uh I want to go in on with you on one of those breakdowns of series like you did with New York Patriot, whether it's you jumping on my show or vice versa. Like, I think that would be fun. So let's start with 1822
0: because it's jam packed.
1: Okay. And then I'll think of one for you. Hopefully that you haven't seen. I'll, I'll do some brainstorming tonight and then I'll share. Yeah,
0: that would be great. And then we'll just do those two shows and we'll, we'll go to like episode by episode. If we saw anything in those specific episodes, that's crazy. Um. And just a couple honorable mentions here for the cannibalism movies. I have, of course, Sweeney Todd with Johnny Depp.
1: See, I I never watched that. It looked like um, what did it look like? It looked like Edward Scissorhands, but boring to me.
0: Yeah. And I think it's I actually watched it a billion years ago, and I think it's actually a fucking musical. And I just don't do musicals well, unless it's like a classic.
1: Yeah, I think it is a musical too. I only know about it because some kid wanted to do it in another movie that I had watched. They wanted to do the play Sweeney Todd. Mm
0: -hmm. But is
1: is, um, Soylent Green on your list of movies?
0: No, what's that?
1: So Soylent Green is a movie that takes place in the future. And everybody, it's like an Orwellian um, 1985 type of uh, atmosphere. And they feed people these green squares and it's called Soylent Green and it's um, human.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, and you find out like towards the end of the movie that, they're that you've
0: been partaking in human consumption. Yeah. Nice.
1: So That's yeah, great. it's a very, very old movie. It was probably one of the first. I think that, that um, Pink Floyd, I believe. Yeah, Pink Floyd, The Wall it has a lot to do with that movie.
0: Just like uh, with Wizard of Oz, they creep up in the weirdest places, don't they, Pink Floyd?
1: Oh, man, it's funny, too, because you had mentioned how that goes hand in hand. And that was, I must have been in, like, sixth grade or something, and somebody had showed me that. It was like a cousin (laughs) that smokes weed or something. It was like, yo, check this shit out.
0: I know it's trippy it really is trippy and I think there's something to it just like with um, Stanley Kubrick wanting them to do the intro for 2001 a space odyssey you know they pop their little heads up in a lot of occult shit and um, I thought it was interesting these two movies cloud atlas and the burbs have cannibalism shit in it and both of those movies have tom hanks
1: interesting have Um, you
0: ever watched the Burbs?
1: man it's super old you're
0: going to actually take my heart throw it put it in the garbage disposal and grind it up if you say no
1: oh don't let me do that to you but do you want me to lie to you though which is worse
0: (laughs) both of them are really bad but i i have to before we can even do our netflix show breakdown i have to be 100% 100% positive and confirmed that you watched the burbs.
1: So you're going to make me watch this pedophile motherfucker for an hour and a half so that we can. Yes, be-
0: I am. Absolutely. A hundred percent. This is not a joke. This is, this is, you know,
1: I just wrote, I just wrote it down. So I will, I will in- <clears throat> endure this. No, I can separate the art from the art. I,
0: I do all the time just because a lot of those older movies have a lot of symbolism in them. And if that's all you're watching it for, then that's great. Because yeah, Tom Hanks being in it is very significant to me because one of the other main stars in the burbs is Corey Feldman. Oh, nice. And it's mentioned cannibalism and satanic rituals. So my new intro. I guarantee song, to you
1: that I've watched it. And when I start watching it, everything's going to come back to me. It'll just
0: like flood back. Yeah, yeah because you'll still, still have to watch it again For the sake of you know, but my new intro song for 2023 is a scene from The Burbs. Oh, it is. Yes, so I'm very. Yes, I'm very very fond of that movie minus Tom Hanks because he's a sick fuck. Well, I love
1: it. Movies to me will have like a nostalgic value to them too. So there's a lot of movies where these pedophile fucks are in it and. I still love watching those movies and certain music, too. I will definitely still listen to i love me some Michael Jackson. I don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> I know. Same. And it was hard for me to do that episode because of my love for Michael Jackson.
1: Uh, speaking of separating the art from the artist, I totally scrubbed that episode from my memory because I I totally I was like, no, 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 no. They totally just made him out to be a pedophile in the media because that's what the fuck they do. No. That's what they do. And and so that was my belief up until I, I remember I was this was like a, a couple of weeks ago. You came out with that and I was walking my dog through this richy, uppity, uppity neighborhood exploring Nashville. And you you guys were talking about that. And I was like, No, don't tell me that. No, 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 no.
0: Yeah. I wanna believe he was innocent. Cognitive dissonance.
1: And then, so I told myself I'm forgetting that she made this episode, and I was successful up until you just brought it up again.
0: If, <laughs> if I'm just being honest, I would love for you to revisit that with an open mind. And just, oh no, I
1: totally you you broke my heart. That is what I'm saying. I <laughs> you broke my heart. So I break finally, my own just heart on heart a daily for the basis.
0: <laughs> so I mean, I. I'm in a perpetual state of broken heartedness with the research I do, especially because I love the music from the 1960s and 70s, and the the Laurel Canyon episodes really did me. In oh, I bet all satanic worshippers.
1: Well, the music industry in general—I mean, damn—it's all over the place. Even in hip hop now, it went mm-hmm. from, went from crime rhyme to having sex with Satan.
0: Oh, it's so great, isn't it? But before we wrap up, do you have any more biscuits and gravy on cannibalism?
1: No, but now that we just barely, barely touched on it, I definitely want to dive into it some more because I really want to get involved, not involved, but I really want to see what's going on with um, uh, Marina Ambramovich and what that's all about. And uh, just because we're seeing these pictures, so I want to depict it. If it's real, if it's really happening, uh, is it legit cannibalism? If so, why? So now I have a reason to because you just sparked my interest in it even more.
0: Well, you remember that one meme I posted when the new Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix dropped? And it was like Katy Perry kind of mimicking one of the Jeffrey Dahmer victims at a, a Abramovich party.
1: I don't remember that. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. No, it's okay. That's okay. But they are very obsessed with that idea. So, and the, one of the Podestas has a golden sculpture of a Jeffrey Dahmer victim. Really? Yes. So that's why I tell you they very much admire that.
1: Yeah, they definitely do. All those red, yeah.
0: So you could even look into that. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But just for the listeners, and I did have some listeners from your show come over to my show and show some love. And they left a five star review and they said, Hey, I'm from the White Rabbit podcast. And I was very grateful for that. And I would like you to tell all my listeners where they can find you and your awesome work.
1: Well, I appreciate that. So the first place to go follow me is on Instagram because that's where I put up the content that is not my podcast. I have so much fun over there and you guys will too. Whether it's a meme, it's a reel, or if I'm offending somebody that you want to offend but you're afraid to, I got your back.
0: Yes, I love that about the Instagram.
1: And if uh, you want to listen to the podcast where we go deep on whatever it is i talk to some interesting people just as you do and you know whatever f- i'm interested in so that is everywhere other than spotify and youtube because i have been permanently banned from most places
0: <laughs> that's champ status you got banned <laughs> from youtube and spotify within the same year
1: uh We'll check this out. The first ban happened, Spotify banned me and I was going through Anchor, which is owned by Spotify. So it was a solid wipe off of the board, everything, like first 40 episodes, every single platform because I went through Podbean. So Podbean just took me down and it took me off of everything. YouTube took me down twice. And then um, I was going through uh, Podbean. I did, yeah, Anchor at first, then Podbean. And so then Podbean was putting my shit out on Spotify and Spotify noticed about 5 6 months later they were like oh it's this white rabbit guy again fuck you get out of here we told you no <laughs> and then I finally got like um I uploaded three different channels and the third channel that I uploaded on YouTube I think they finally got my IP address because I'm not able to I, every time I try to watch certain videos, even from this computer, it's like uh can't I can't even watch fucking videos. So.
0: Oh, my God. That's so despicable.
1: Yeah, I have to do it from my iPad or my phone. <laughs> it's fucked.
0: That's horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry that they are just trying to cancel you.
1: I don't care. Keep canceling me because I'm just going to pop up somewhere else. Like I'm like glitter. You thought you'd get rid of me and I'm still fucking there.
0: In your eyelashes and in your hairline and everywhere else glitter goes. Just Every
1: time they take me down somewhere, I'm like, yes, I'm just I'm that much more over the target.
0: I listen to you on Apple, but I have to put your the name of your podcast in very specifically. I can't just type in White Rabbit. Really? I have to type in like with a one or a seven. There's some numbers in there. So,
1: oh, there used to be, but there shouldn't be any more.
0: There is, if you try to search it and you've never searched it before on Apple, because I tried two different ways and it would only pop up for me if I included the numbers.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, easy way around that is follow me on Instagram and I'm seeing links left and right. And you can check out my link tree on Instagram too. So.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you have anything exciting coming up?
1: So much stuff that's exciting that's coming up. Uh, Bryson for Gray. February
0: specifically. If you have anything in the future,
1: yes, I got Bryson Gray coming on. I'm excited about that. Uh, Memory Hold is coming on. Who does really good deep dives? He was exposing Pizza Gate early on. Um, so yeah, some really good shows coming up, and um, Shatter the Matrix is still in the works. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you guys right now.
0: No, yeah, that sounds awesome. That's a good lineup right there.
1: Yeah, well, I, um, I have a bunch of guests coming up, but I'm not going to expose all of them.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Keep the best ones a secret. Just surprise us all with that. But your homework is to watch the Burbs and 1822 on Netflix, and then we'll compare notes later. Yes. Hmm. I got I'm you. In that 50 bars by Chris Webby.
1: Oh. i'm I'm sure i already know it once i put it on just because i don't know the name of it once i put it on i bet you i'll start rapping along to
0: it oh right (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's one of my faves but yeah um thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it i hope all the listeners go and check out your work at the white rabbit podcast and to all my listeners thank you so much and we will catch you on the next one